0: Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't
1: into these type of things.
0: I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Let's put a smile on that face, sucker.
2: Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing.
0: hola
1: creepos! Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. My name is Vinny, the people's champion, and here is my co-host today. He's a he's a
0: piece of garbage.
1: It's hot, ka Carla. Everybody,
0: hey, what's happening, Vinny Paulino? Holy, shit, welcome back, energy. buddy. Welcome Holy back. Shit, Did you add a new drop? In the beginning, was that a Joker drop that I heard at the yeah, beginning? Yeah, because I heard? think
1: the Joker is such a cliché piece of shit. I just thought it was funny to throw it in there.
0: I hate the wait, Joker. Wait, hold on a second. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, I can. I can do whatever I you want. Just you just literally said, yeah, I hate everyone overuses the Joker. so That's why I put it in to show that everyone overuses yeah, it. The whole that's point the of the show logic. is to fucking
1: make fun of true crime. That's the miss, uh, The logic whole thing I've ever that heard. we're doing is making fun of. Okay, it's an homage. Okay, okay. I'll, gotcha. I'll fucking get rid. Well, of it. Well,
0: look at if you're gonna do that, then I'm just gonna read a wiki page for the next 25 minutes. Like, let's just go all in with it, then. Oh, what well, would be different than usual. <laughs>
2: Why? Pull
0: clips. Wow, that's good. Well, welcome <laughs> to... Like pull
1: clips, Vinny. Welcome to the Creep Off, everybody. So glad to be back. My energy is not quite there, but I'm working on it, baby. I'm here. I'll make up for it, Vinny! Oh, Jesus
2: Christ.
1: <laughs> Please don't do that
0: creep anymore. Creep Off!
1: Yeah! Woo! You just blew the headphones off of my <laughs> Sorry, head. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be good. You are a cunt. All right. So, uh, everybody, this is going to be a good show today. A little bit of a tease. We're talking about the Great Down Under. Today, we're going to nominate our biggest creep from the... uh British work colony that is Australia. Yeah,
0: last week we did New Zealand because our buddy Steve Wrigley was here. We didn't use the word Kiwi once, by the way. I thought that was very good of both of us. Yes. To we, I did that. his voice to him a couple of times.
1: That's <laughs> just, he gets really mad when you do that to him. It's yeah. like I did another show just to fuck oh, with him a little great. bit.
0: But I love Steve. He's Steve's great. great. People
1: seem to like him.
0: But we thought we should probably hop over the pond. Do they say that over there? Yeah. Hop over the pond to Australia. We're going to go flat out like a lizard drinking water, mate
1: that's the thing they say i know that for sure sure prison colony you dolts i'm sorry i said work camp sorry i gave you more credit than you deserved australia some guy named king outback is yelling at me in the youtube live and by the way for all of you watching live thank you for tuning in and those of you who are listening to the podcast also thank you for tuning in please don't forget to leave us a review five stars preferably and if you have anything mean to say feel free to leave it in the comments
0: yeah, we got to get Dorkles back on to do some reviews. Yeah, a we, while. we need Dorkel's back, so I yeah. need some reviews, people. Okay, sounds good. All so right. So what we usually do at the beginning of the show, aside from talking about energy levels, is we like to talk about what happened last week, because as you know, this show is a contest. And yep. every single week, people go to our website, thecreepoff.com. Mm-hmm. That is correct. And they vote for who they thought brought the bigger creep. Yes, yes. And I'm curious, because the cutoff is midnight on sunday nights yep and your buddy was still
1: feeling so shitty that he slept right through that and has no idea who actually won well it's interesting you say that
0: because fortunately we have people documenting it i know i'm happy that they're not happy they documented it in our
1: discord so i can show you what the score is right now if you'd like to see it because the score right now says
0: Vinny and joseph thompson is winning 38.76 percent interesting because at midnight last night it was 37.77 percent which was the same as steve and david bain whoa we had a tie there is a tie now a few minutes later somebody went in and broke the tie and gave it to uh steve of
1: course they did
0: so i'll leave it up to you because i'm not winning this one either way is this gonna be uh a nothing is it gonna be one for the guest what do we want to do here well if it was tied at midnight i say that the guest gets a point and i get a point Wait, no, you can't get two points out of one episode. That's bullshit. Well, somebody here, I earned points, That's I guess. That's bullshit. You don't get a point for a tie. Okay, fine. You want my answer? I need, we,
1: where's you the You want my answer? You want my book. answer? You want my answer? Yeah. I win. nope nope (laughs) that's my answer nope
0: that's my answer nope nope well what do you think I was gonna fucking say I think we should give it to Steve I think the guest should get well of course you do because I'm down two points in
1: this fucking round (laughs) of course you think I should give it to Steve I
0: don't know what to do here I don't think that we've talked about this before have we give it to Steve let's give it to Steve good job Steve the New Zealander brought the best New Zealander I don't feel good again (laughs) my (laughs) belly's upset (laughs) It would go home. Did you see what Suttery John did on his show last week? He took a shit in the middle of the show. Yeah. Do you want to try to recreate
1: that? No. I mean, his whole show is shit, so I don't <laughs> it really it was the a shit show. Yeah. I mean, like, honest to God, it's better. He just played something somebody else made, right? He should have just jump. brought
0: the computer into the bathroom with him. Yeah. That would have been legendary. Well, this whole situation, it... <laughs> well, it sucks. It just fucking sucks. <laughs> maybe Congratulations, We today.
1: All right, congrats to Steve. Yeah, so Steve has to go first this week. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, you were the last person to win, so I guess you still go first. Well, you should go
0: first because you got more votes than I did. I don't know. Last week.
1: Why not? I don't want to take a break. All right. I I'll have my first.
0: energy up all high. Now i got to take a break. Let's enter the creep off then, shall we? Creepiest Australian. Let's do it. Okay. I chose for my creepiest Australian a couple. A fun couple. I don't believe that's uh, allowed. Sure it is. It's, encouraged. Encouraged. it's not the creeps of the week. It's not the
1: creeps off. David and Catherine Burney are, without a doubt, the most violent couple in Australia's history. Deadly predators who abduct, rape, torture, and brutally murder women to satisfy their perverse
0: sexual needs. Have you heard of these people, David and Catherine Burney? Can't say that I have, Carl. Interesting. Tell me more. Well, they met when they were very young. They were children. When they first met, they grew up as neighbors.
2: David and Catherine Burney met when they were neighbors at a young age. By the time they were in their late teens, they were committing crimes together and got caught frequently. Just they were charged with breaking and entering and theft in 1969, and David was sentenced to nine months in jail. So,
0: so those kids are out nine, of control. All right. My turn. My he's, creep. He's 18 years old. He's already going to jail for nine months, and uh, he gets out. Reconnects with Catherine. A
2: year into his sentence, David broke out of prison and reunited with Catherine. He was only free for a month before they were arrested for breaking and entering, theft, receiving stolen goods, unlawfully being on premises, and unlawful operation of a motor vehicle. Police found clothing, wigs, food, and books in their possession. But it was the 100 sticks of gelignite with detonators that really worried the authorities.
1: Oh, what is were it, they up to I, Is this like Australian natural-born killers? Seriously, what were they fucking planning? Holy shit. I want to see crazy. Australian Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs>
0: yeah. he's going to play that character. And so- why
1: don't you go upstairs and get clean for me?
0: <sighs> so because of those crimes, that rap sheet we just listed... David had to serve two and a half years. Catherine got six months. So Catherine gets out before him. She gets married and has six, seven children. One of them died young, but she has uh, seven children. And then David gets out and he also gets married. So now they're just living their lives and they got their families, and they're doing their thing. Separately. Separately. Okay. That's probably for the best, because Pro- it seems like when they were together, there were some problems. Correct. Correct. They're, they're a bad influence on each other, it seems like.
1: See, and those are the things that happen. Sometimes there's people in life that when you get with, you end up just doing terrible things, like this podcast. Fast
0: forward to 1985, and David leads, leaves his wife, and Catherine decides she's going to leave her family as well.
2: By 1985, David had left his wife, and Catherine decided to move in with him at a house on Morehouse Street. She called her husband and told him she would not be coming home to him and their six children. Though they never married, Catherine had her last name legally changed to Bernie. That's fucking weird.
0: That's very weird.
2: That's, that's the annoying strange. part is changing your name.
1: Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, and the easy way to do it is just go get the fucking marriage license.
0: Right. I know. That That's the odd part. She had six kids, huh? Well, she had seven. One of them was hit by a vehicle when uh, it was a toddler. And no Jackie Marlin for that? No. Nope. Okay. It's really a tragedy. Oh, okay. It's really sad that that happened. So it turns out this David guy
2: really likes sex. David was known to be a sex addict with an extremely high libido. His brother, James, stayed with the Bernies after he was released from prison he told a reporter that David wanted sex up to six times a day, and that he had even tried to have sex with him during a short time when him and Catherine were broken up.
1: Easy tiger. He said that
2: it seemed like their sex life had become boring to them, and David convinced Catherine that she would enjoy watching him penetrate another woman. Listen,
0: honey. <laughs> you know what You would be, haven't lived. You know what really spice things up is if I was fucking other people. You can watch <laughs> You can watch. I encourage you to watch. What's the problem? Hang out with us. We'll be here all night. Did he try to fuck his brother? Is that what they just said? I think he may have tried to fuck. (laughs) That's a horny dude, man. Wow. Hey, listen, mom and
1: dad are around. (laughs) We're in our thirties.
0: That's a a horny (laughs) fucking fucking guy.
1: You've been working out,
0: bro. So this guy now. Typically, when couples go through this, and we've seen it with Brent Hatley. Typically, uh, the couple will become swingers. They'll try to convince other people to come into the bedroom, and they'll train. is he your friend now? He's my buddy, Brian Okay, he, he admits to this. They, this is what they do. They're swingers. Mm-hmm. And actually, true story, when I was in my 20s, I was dating a very cute Korean girl, and we got hit on by swingers at a club here in Rochester, and it was one of the creepiest things. So I think you meant she got hit on by swingers at a club. Well, what they do, though, is they pretend that they're into the guy, too that's, like, their move. Like, the yeah. chick was, like, talking to me, and he was talking to her, and I'm like, alright, this is not adding up. I don't get hit on by girls. I'm trying often. to
1: decide who I think is more fucking Chudley. You or fucking uh, Brent. Ch- chudley? Yeah. Like, just gross looking. Like, if I put you and Brent <laughs> wow. next to Wow! Like, like, if you were wow. in the swing, and you and Brent Hatley were standing next to each other against the wall, and you both had equally attractive girls, <laughs> and you were a couple, and you had to pick, I don't know who I'm taking, is all I'm saying. I mean, you Well, both.
0: Brent... Is a seven according to him. Yeah, what are you according to you? I'm an eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are his feet? <laughs> I don't, that I don't know. All right, so they don't decide to go that route of swinging and convincing other girls to come into the bed with them.
2: Their first victim was 22 year old Mary Nielsen. Mary worked at a deli next to the spare parts yard where David worked. He told her he could sell her some cheap tires and invited her to his house. That old gag. When she arrived, she was pulled into the house, gagged, and chained to the bed. She was raped repeatedly by David while Catherine watched. Huh. Later that night, the couple drove Mary to Glen Eagle National Park, where David raped her again before strangling her with a nylon rope. He also stabbed her before burying her in a shallow grave.
0: So 22-year-old girl, Mary Nielsen, comes over to buy some cheap tires for her car. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They bring her in, they tie her to the bed, they rape her, and I say they, Catherine was my qu- in-
1: my question though is are the tires still available? The tires
0: are still available. Okay. What size do you need? I don't know. <laughs> so, the interesting thing though is that David's the only one who's actually performing the uh, the rape in this scenario. However, Catherine does she's, have... an accessory She to does have her role. Yeah. She would stimulate parts of David Bernie's anatomy uh,
1: while he was riping beehole B-hole. Guessing and she's playing with the playing B-hole. She's
0: a fluffer. She was the fluffer on the set. Okay. Trying to keep him up while he's going through this. So that was the first victim. Let's uh, fast forward to the next two weeks
2: later. Two weeks later, David and Catherine picked up a 15-year-old hitchhiker named Susanna Candy. Susanna was on her way home from her part-time job and undoubtedly felt comfortable getting in a car with a couple in their 30s. That couple took her back to their house, chained her to the bed, and raped her for several days. Huh. This was the first victim where Catherine got involved in the sex, which greatly turned on David.
0: Oh, good, as long as David's Well, listen, time. as long as David's really enjoying <laughs> it. This is really a David thing.
1: This is one of those situations where, like, once you're gone down this road, you better fucking enjoy it because you're going to get fucking caught. Right. Right. You're going to get sloppy. You better fucking just go all out at a certain point. All right. Let's run through. Actually, um, I take that back. If you are thinking of doing something like this, Stop it. get some help. Thank you.
0: So let's run through this. Uh... Is this still Susanna Candy? Let's see. Because hold on. Can I just address something right now go in on. the fucking
1: YouTube chat? Yeah. 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 Everybody is arguing because Heather W. said, Carl isn't
0: ugly. Oh, thank you, Heather W. Yeah, well.
1: Thank you. But everybody disagrees. I just want you to know.
0: Well, I hope Heather W. enjoyed that amazing comeback by the Astros yesterday. She was at the game where the Astros scored six runs in the bottom of the ninth to beat the Yankees. How about Italy, baby? How How about about Italy? Italy? How about my Paisanos? Oh, yeah. How about that? Mamma mia. uh, It's interesting I was watching that at Old Stone with my buddy, Mark, and the news was there talking to the owner about how Grubhub rips off restaurants. Yeah. And because of that, I made B-roll. I'm in the news segment for like half the time. Jesus Christ. I know. And by the way, Grubhub
1: rips off uh, the restaurants, the drivers, and the customers. Dude, they, they
0: rip off everybody equally. I Jesus didn't realize Christ. this. The Grubhub takes 34% of the actual ticket price of the food. Okay, 34% of the ticket price of the food. Plus they add a fee. Plus they
1: add fees. Yep. Not to mention the drivers, they fucking don't give them that much money. It fucking sucks.
0: Yep. For those people. Not a good app. Anyway, where was I? Let's talk about how Catherine had to prove her love to David.
2: Once David got tired of her, he wrapped the nylon rope around her neck, but she was able to fight him off. The couple forced her to swallow sleeping pills, and when she was asleep, David handed the rope to Catherine and said, quote, prove your love to me, end quote. She did just that by strangling the young girl to death.
0: Huh. It's like uh, that song. I would strangle a teenage girl and I would dig a shallow grave. I'm not good with lyrics, Vinny. I, as you know, uh, stick to half songs, Carl. <laughs> Stick to your half songs. All right. The next victim was uh, Nolene, who ran out of gasoline.
2: (laughs) Not not a good good move. Oh, Nolene. After another two weeks, the Bernies came across a woman stranded on the side of the highway. Nolene Patterson had run out of fuel on her way home from work, and the Bernies were happy to offer their assistance. Talk about retarded. Talk about retarded.
1: Her name was no lead, Yeah. as in no gasoline. As <laughs> in <No lean. laughs> Fucking. T-
0: <laughs> that was her nickname. It happened to her all the time. Oh, God. I don't get all this- no over by the petrol. What does E stand for? I can't figure it out. No one will tell me. So apparently, David developed quite a crush on this girl. And Catherine got very upset about that and gave him the old uh, ultimatum. She was going to commit suicide if he didn't kill her. Uh, Well, it's either her or me,
2: she said. mm. Mm. Just days later, the Bernies offered a ride to a woman who was waiting at a bus stop. 21-year-old Denise Brown got into the car, and again, the couple tied her up at knife point. Once back at the house on Morehouse Street, the couple forced Denise to call her family and let them know that she was okay. They then chained her to the bed and raped her for two days.
1: Fucking Igor. No lead,
0: no lead. <laughs> <laughs> no lead, no lead. <laughs> nice. All right. Nice, Alex. All uh, right. Jesus. So this one gets a little sloppy. This one gets away from him a little bit here.
2: The couple dragged her to a secluded area where David stabbed her in the neck while raping her. Hmm. That didn't kill her, so Catherine got a larger knife, and David used it to stab her in the chest. Is that
1: technically a DP? Thinking the
2: victim was dead, they started to bury her in a shallow grave when she suddenly sat up and gasped for air. David tried hitting her on the head with his shovel, and when that didn't work, he grabbed an axe and hit her twice in the head, Jesus. splitting her skull wide open. So this
0: isn't how they planned it to go down. Yeah. Well, Nolene wasn't going down, son. Pretty gruesome. Yeah. Could you imagine waking up in your shallow grave and then having an axe split your head open? She's fucking like Nolene Foley. It's a day killer. Yeah. So after this, Catherine's like, I don't know that I want to keep doing this. This seems kind of bad. You know, that's not how they intended things to go down. Right. David was still pretty gung ho about what they were up to. And this next victim is kind of fun because they actually give her a ride home.
2: Just a few days after the killing of Brown, the couple picked up 17-year-old Kate Moyer as she was hitchhiking on the highway. They actually drove her to her family home, but when she tried to get out of the car, she realized that there were no interior door handles. (laughs) They tied the girl up and took her back to their house where they forced her to shower, then had her dance for them. <laughs> They're
0: just fucking teasing her. Is that your house right there? Is that where you want to go? That's where you want to go, huh? Oh, Too bad. No. Oh, no. <laughs> That's brutal. That's the worst. Uh So this is kind of interesting. They're starting to, you know, in the very beginning, they would just take the victim, tie them down, rape them. When they got tired of it, drive them to a park and bury them. Well, now they're starting to like bring people over as if they're like friends and uh, they are watching movies together.
2: Kate would later recall them all watching the movie Rocky and how the couple forced her to write goodbye letters to her family. (laughs) Then she was raped multiple times. When David gave her some sleeping pills to take, she hid them under her tongue and pretended to take them, later spitting them into her hand and hiding them in the mattress. Good girl. So, Kate...
0: Was pretty wise to what was going on and, uh, and didn't fall for it. She was able to escape the next day because they forgot to tie her down. She ran out. She went to a vacuum store nearby. Uh, she was almost naked. She had been getting raped the day before nonstop and nobody believed her. They called the cops. The cops didn't believe her. So she had to tell them, look at, we were watching Rocky. They went to their house and found Rocky in the VCR, which is how they're like, okay, I guess the girl was telling the truth. So who won? Was it Rocky or Apollo? (laughs) Right. Well, is it Rocky one or two? I don't know. I'll take it back to you. So it was the fifth one with the fucking Street Fighter one. Eventually, uh, there was a confession, which these guys, I don't know why they always do that.
2: At first, David claimed that Kate Moyer had willingly gone back to their house and they had consensual sex. Sure. After hours of getting nowhere, one of the detectives, running out of patience, said, quote, it's getting dark, why don't you just show me where the bodies are so we can dig them up, end quote. All to the detective's right. surprise, David said, quote, okay, there are four <laughs> of them, end quote.
0: Okay. asked, ass nice. Wow. Yep. Wow. So they both got life sentences, however... Catherine has the possibility of parole after 20 years. Was he literally like, yeah, I guess it is getting dark. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, he's like, what God, the fuck? I can't even get, I can't I'm get so, past that. I'm so tuckered. Let's just get this over with. All right. Guys, never wow. confess and always ask for an attorney. I don't know. I don't know if that's the law there in uh, Australia. Hey, but... If you are ever thinking of confessing.
1: Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Here's the last piece on uh, our buddy David here.
2: For the first four years of their incarceration, the couple wrote over 2,000 letters to each other. Eventually, Catherine decided that it would look better at her parole hearings if she cut ties with David. Smart. This caused the depression and eventual suicide of David Burney in 2005. He was 54 years old.
0: Happy ending. Yeah, what a piece of shit. It is believed there's two other women who were victims that they didn't confess to who were missing around that time in that area. But uh that's my creep, my creepiest Australian, David Burney and his girlfriend, Catherine.
1: All right, Carl. Uh what do you got? Let's step back for a second. I'm let's going a back. completely
0: different route than you.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your one and only trigger warning before I start oh, the story. By the way, I want
0: to uh, point out I was gonna go Mel Gibson. He was not <laughs> born. He was not born in Australia, he was oh, born really? in New York. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. He Syracuse? Was born- Uh, No, he was born just outside of New York City, upstate a little bit, and uh, moved to Sydney when he was 12. Interesting. I always thought he was just Australian, but okay.
1: Well, now we know. Now we know. My creep today is an absolute creature from hell. His name is Brian Michael Grange. He is from Blacktown, which I guess is a little bit west of Sydney, Carl. Okay. He is basically a tradesman, just does jobs here and there, works on your house. He's like an old tin knocker, like Anthony. Right. Was you know what I mean? Sure. Mr. Grange came under notice by U.S. Homeland Security. After investigators tracked down. Now, by the way, this story happened like in the last year. This is like a relatively new story. Okay. Brian came under notice by Homeland Security because they tracked down the payment details of some online purchases that our boy made. You see, this dude Townsend it, okay? Mm. He used his own name and credit card details to sign up to a subscription website where he spent $7,156 on child abuse material.
0: Yeah, you know, you gotta go on the dark web for that. You gotta use Brave, is the browser you wanna use. You don't wanna stop on Internet Stop it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Okay, just stop it.
1: He was arrested in October 2019 following a tip-off to the Australian Federal Police, who raided his suburban home. Now, Carl, we know the old cliché with these pervs and the amount of stuff that they have. Well, this boy is a real naughty boy to make the main show. Oh, yeah, he's got some hard drives. Huh? Uh, court documents show detectives seized seven electronic devices from Granger's home, some hidden in a storage area under the house, along with 19 child abuse material DVDs stored in a plastic tub. During his subscription to the site, Grange purchased 59 encrypted data packages containing child abuse material, paying, like I said, more than $7,000 for it. Grunge also sent child pornography video and images to people via email and as attachments.
0: Why are they always sharing, too? What is this compulsion to share? Well, you got to see this video. This is the best one yet. They're like oh, wrestling man. fans. They can't shut up about it. They're big fans. <laughs> They're big a
1: computer fans. Se- <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Uh, a computer search uncovered a further 5,366 abusive images in almost 370 videos. Now, who's counting these? The cops. It's somebody's job. job.
0: It's your job to count
1: exactly how many there are so we can put it in the news story. Now, on those DVDs, a lot of them were uh, several of the videos were hour-long videos of prepubescent children in pageant settings. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, does that unsettle you a little bit? He was watching the... That's who watches those, just so you know. That's who those are for. Wasn't that a TV show? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was probably just his copies of that show. Yeah. Just fucking cranking it. Oh, boy, look at this. Fucking honey boo-boo you go. (laughs) Fucking asshole. Police uncovered grudge purchased more than 31,500 images, 325 videos from another site, amounting to 27 hours worth of material. And uh, they seized another laptop that revealed 11,500 images and another 550 videos. Now, these videos, and hundreds of them, were classified as the very worst kind of child pornography, including videos oh, of children but- restrained, oh. forced into bestiality, and subject to highly degrading sexual acts. Jesus fuck. Yeah. He's like, sit on that pie, kid. Sit on that pie. No, that didn't happen. Uh, with police stating only 5% of the total material on the computer was able to be reviewed. That was 5%. Wow. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. Now. What's the thing, Benny? These guys, we know that they're the, the porn, child porn hoarders. They're the dragons. But as the police were reviewing these videos, there were some that needed Mr. Grange to uh, start explaining himself for. Because some of these videos featured his voice. Oh, boy. His face, Uh his hands, his house, and his car. They were all shown in some of these videos that were found on the hard drive. Well, let's talk about what some of these videos were. You always want to fuck
0: a child in front of your license plate. That's always a good idea. (laughs) Make sure to drop your passport on the floor in the scene, too. That's always a good one. The first
1: victim was a toddler, aged one or two, when she was abused by (sighs) Grange as he accompanied her in a public toilet. (sighs) He filmed it on his phone. A second girl was repeatedly molested by Grange over a number of years when she was aged between infancy and five years old. What the fuck? Here's a quote You're getting good at it. He told the girls he filmed her while inciting her to expose her genitalia to the camera. He made numerous videos depicting himself molesting this girl, as well as filming her genitalia from carefully crafted camera
0: angles. That's at the court documents. Can I just break this up real quick and just, sure. just try to like bring some levity? No. All right, so the girl's getting good at it. Keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he was trying. like, I mean, this guy was trying to be a fucking artist with it. It's in the fucking court documents. Carefully crafted camera angles. This guy's like, I'm just going to put this boomerang in here for
0: scale. He's the Scorsese of
1: uh, (laughs) CP. He's the Scorsese of CP. Now, here's the most egregious, Carl. This is what sold me on doing uh, this story today. Sorry, kids. Uh, One of his victims was an eight week old baby. who he opportunistically abused on multiple occasions while the infant's mother and Grange's wife smoked cigarettes outside. Those interactions involved him rubbing his cock on a newborn baby and coming on the child's
0: face. Well, he filmed it. This motherfucker bukkakeed a baby. I'm, they usually leave details like this out of these types of stories, uh, right? Yeah. Well, well this I, seems um, I, this seems like information I don't need to know. Uh,
1: this is horrific. I don't want to know it either. I don't want to know it either. Just imagine this. He's at home. His wife goes out to smoke a cigarette with the neighbor, and the baby is in his house. And he's like, "Jagging it, jagging it, jagging it, jack. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's got to figure out, like, okay, she's going out for a for one cigarette. I got to get this out. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Shh, sh, baby, baby. Uh, uh, okay, I'm done. Like, that was what he did. He went and
0: filmed it. He filmed it. I'm glad it. you're recreating these scenes, too. He
1: filmed himself coming on a baby's face. It's ridiculous. Thank God there's fucking, like, wet wipes everywhere, right? Yeah. So – he was talking to a psychiatrist a court, head. after he's arrested They're He's talking to a court ordered psychiatrist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they said, so uh, what got you to do this one? Here's the quote. I had a Viagra that morning. Okay. I was pretty fucked up. It was a pretty fucked up time. I got no excuse for it. I used
0: Blue Chew because I had the promo code OP, that's Opie. That's O P I E. Same active ingredients as Viagra, mate. I used to love that OA a show. God, I miss it. I wouldn't have been able to rape that child without OP, Opie. O P I E.
1: When he got to court, the judge noted that Grange had expressed some remorse to a psychiatrist and in a letter, but found it was very limited. S-
0: some remorse.
1: <laughs> well, here's what some remorse sounds I like. I wish when my you're cock pedo. looked bigger. He said he did not believe the victims would remember his offending and subsequently would not be affected by his actions. Oh,
0: that's why he chose eight weeks. All right. Yeah, he's like, yeah, kid won't go. remember.
1: There you go. Just come on it's sticking it on a wall. It won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking baby. Uh, Garage pleaded guilty to a string of child sex offenses under both state law concerning his abuse of the girls and the Commonwealth law because of his uh, material. Judge noted that his cooperation with the police and early plea now, here's the thing I learned. Because he cooperated and uh, pled guilty, he was entitled to 25% off of his sentence. Interesting. That's a
0: terrible rule. Um, well, if the sentence is like five life sentences, then it's fine. Well, would you like to guess how There's many years instead. this guy got? Uh, yes, how many years? Because Australia, I've noticed, they're pretty lenient as far as their sentences go compared to what we have in the U.S. 30 years in prison. Okay. And to make this extra creepy... His wife comes and visits him every week. Oh, wow. Okay. She's still into him, huh?
1: Yeah. Pretty disgusting. So that's my creep this week. He uh, came on a baby. <laughs> Brian Michael Gradge, Vote for Vinny. Thank you. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, your guy was a murder rapist. Mine, really fucking gross. So I think
0: you're making this shit up. I'm don't not making it up. I'll send you the things.
1: links. You know where I got this story from? Igor sent this to me for the scum parade, and I was like, fuck no. That's a real creep.
0: Oh, okay. So you're letting the listeners do all the work for you. No, 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 no. no, no. This is what Patrick Michael warned me about, people like you. Yeah. Don't even do any of the work. You just let the listeners do your show for you. I see what's going on. All right. Listen,
1: Carl, you ready to do some voicemails? Am I? The creep off
0: voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Congrats to our very own Nathan Tyler on earning a trip to Boston to practice ballet. Take me with you
1: dear god i need out of this hellhole see you in syracuse uh i love brian mcbride and uh by the way folks before we hit the voicemails i'm just gonna let you know that this week you can expect it the return of
0: welcome to creeps and roses with Vinny and brian
1: mcbride
0: (laughs) we're talking about the because needs
1: a- my creep off consequence is coming up this week you will hear the first episode of five beautiful of the season two of creeps and roses can we get pj philliam to at least come on the final episode or something i hope so he's not into doing
0: anything with anybody that's so weird i god bless why did he just disappear like that i don't know i think i hurt
1: his feelings
0: you think you you think you're the reason why pj is no longer doing anything yeah i'm a narcissist like that because I need those songs. It's been a long time since I've got a great PJ song at WATP. So if you could uh, apologize to him, that'd I
1: will be great. Not, I will never apologize. That's not something I believe in. I learned <laughs> that from you. Here's a voicemail.
2: So I'm behind on the creep off and I'm trying to catch up. But man, Carl, your uh, your analogy about how the creep off is like the hard drugs to WATP being the soft drugs yeah. is very accurate. Because man, it's like doing coke. I got to take a couple weeks off every right. time. Like, it's fucking brutal, man. You, I just listened to the
0: episode where you guys talked about the Russian mother who dangled the kid off the balcony. Jesus Christ. How do you guys do this every week? Who hurt you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, dude. Have you ever heard of the healing power of laughter? That's all. We just laugh it off. It's okay. More Joker drops, huh?
0: <laughs> You're really getting all the joker jobs I'm mean, I having a fun tonight. time
1: with this. So uh, another one uh, talking about last week's episode.
2: You call that a rapist? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vitty Winnie,
1: people champ. Uh, that was one of the better episodes. It was worth the wait. I figure I should probably give some compliments here though, so you guys don't kill yourself before I'm uh, Thank you. forward to the show. But- Good man.
0: Ah, uh, you will <laughs> pretty uh pretty good on his feet, but holy shit. Really makes you think about how fucked up this show is when you hear a comedian and try to uh not be disgusted at every moment. But anyway. Good job, guys.
1: Bye. Thank you. He, Thanks, he beat the cutoff, but he's like watching Steve react is priceless. And Steve is such a good guy. Steve's got like a little five-year-old boy. Oh, and like no. if he was here today,
0: he would be sitting there going, oh my God, I gotta leave. There I there were a few times where I could tell he was trying to like go to his happy place. Yeah. I was looking over at him and he's just like looking down like. A oh. pasture full of sheep. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a voicemail here, Benny. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense, but we'll play it.
2: Sure. Hey yo, this is for the creep off. Uh I've listened back to some older shows and uh Vinny thought I called in as a high on druggy idiot piece of shit, which yes I am an idiot piece of shit, but I am not a high on and I don't do drugs. Uh I was an alcoholic, so that does explain some of that. But also too, Carl Casaro's to the max, fuck Vinny Vinny.
0: He's more like yeah.
2: Vinny Vinny. Yeah and yeah. uh fuck you. I know I'm like a yeah. bird yeah. flying into a window. Or a screen door. Uh, I'm hoping I make the cutoff for this week, but fuck Vinny, <laughs> Carl Cousarouz all the way. Bye.
0: I didn't understand the part where he was like trying to explain something that happened and how he doesn't do drugs and he used to drink. Didn't care about that, but as soon as he said, fuck me, I'm like, all right, I'll play oh, this. Oh, yeah, we'll play this. <laughs> I'll play this. Hey, <laughs> by the way,
1: Vietnam True Believers, Carl Cousarouz, Creepamaniacs, and all of you Merry Marchers, yes. keep an eye out this week. We're doing a bonus episode Thursday. That's right bonus creep off hall of fame episode pamper chew is going in son Pamper Chew is finally being inducted. If you haven't checked out the Patreon, please check that. Here's one. Carl called in again with uh, another one of his fucking ads trying to get his WATP plugs in.
2: Hey, Vin. This is Carl. Last week's creep-off was loads of fun. But if you want more loads, go to semenx.com slash WATP for more viscous and voluminous loads. These loads are high-quality semen sprayed right on your wife or your laptop screen. That's semenx.com slash WATP. i got to stop
1: calling into the voicemail line. I'm just embarrassing myself. You really are a problem. So, I would like, before we go into the scum parade today, <laughs> yeah. I would like to read to you an email that we got. Oh, did we get an Ask Carl? No, we didn't this week, unfortunately. But this is an email that we received. Okay. And uh, you're going to like this because PJ may be gone, but we may have a replacement. Oh, good. This came from our friend Sarah D. She said, Vinnie Winnie and Hot Carla, love you, love the show. So happy to have found WATP in the creep-off. Great pod. I thought the Scum Parade could use a snappy ditty to intro. Hope you like it. Oh. Mind you, I'm no Patty C-Cups level artist, but I think it's fun. Sorry if the levels blow. Gagia Sarah. Now, she sent us a uh, new Scum Parade theme. Thank you for that. Wow. And I want you to know that I spent a little bit of time just trying to fix the levels a little bit because you really did fuck them up.
0: And I still love you. Are you ready to hear it, Carl? I'm excited about this. By the way, this is the one thing we don't need on the show. I have three different jingles for the scum break. But thank you, Sarah. This is great. I like it better than anything you've ever made. Fair enough.
2: Driving,
0: Well done. How do you like that? Jen from the what department? Who from the jingles? What? I believe I... that's Sarah D from the creep department. I Way believe... to go, Sarah. Sarah. I, I think uh, we got to get Sarah coming to Chicago. I'll, I'll tell Jen to stay home. Yeah,
1: right. That <laughs> was pretty good, right? That was great. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. We're going to add that to the rotation. Excellent. Thank you so much for sending that, Sarah. It was a lot of fun. Now, I am totally feeling energized and ready to do a scum parade. Okay. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> that yeah. was you.
0: That was me making noise over here? Yeah, that was you. Oh, my bad.
1: A Florida bus driver was arrested Thursday. Shocking, right? Mm, (laughs) I mean, never would have saw that coming. What he did was he allegedly gave a student a book he wrote about sex abuse. The gentleman by the name of Jimmy Rogers Tate has been charged with distributing obscene material to a minor, a felony punishable by up to five years in prison. The 54-year-old from Palm Bay was released on a $5,000 bond. Uh, The sheriff's office said Tate gave a ninth-grade girl a book about sexual acts between adult man and a toddler oh. <laughs> according to the arrest affidavit the material was allegedly given to the student on june 2nd the sheriff's officer said the book titled tiny daddy's little girl was self-published by tate on amazon okay new consequence <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, have to, you have to buy this book no you can't they took it down and then read it to children at the local library okay it's time for uh, carl's story time <laughs> by the way at least he didn't give her easy for you to say This is bad, but it could have been
1: worse. Oh, my God. That poor kid. This guy would have been dragged off the bus. (laughs) The student's mother brought her concern about Tate's alleged action to the administration at Vera High School. Two days after the driver handed out the book, the school's assistant principal, Heather Smith, reviewed the material and proceeded to call the sheriff's office. Yeah. When the mother met with authority, she said Tate asked her daughter how she liked the book. The ninth grader read part of the book, and the mother told the sheriff's office she felt very uncomfortable and unsafe. Tate laughed when the student told him the book was, quote, very detailed. Uh, That's what he was going for. Yeah, that's what he was going for. In the first chapter of the book, a rape between two characters is described. Later in the text, a rape is described between an
0: adult man and a three year old female. And he wrote this book. Yes. And gave it to a freshman in high school. Yes. And what did you think was going to happen with that, Vinny? Well. What did you think was going to. What would be the reaction he would get? She'd be like, oh, my gosh, you're an amazing author. He thought he was J.K. Rowling. Yeah, right. This
1: is young adult fiction at its finest.
0: Yeah, there's going to be some CGI involved, but you can see how this could be a movie, obviously. He
1: told authorities that he thought the book was appropriate for people age 13 and over. He chose a student because she, quote, liked to read novels and believed she was a senior in high school, the affidavit said. Tate told authorities he'd already received a letter from the school about the complaint against him. All right. And he said he
0: knew the complaint was over the book and he'd probably be fired as a result. The fact that he says she liked to read novels... I don't want my bus driver knowing that much about any student. If you even know that, you should be fired. I don't yeah. want you to know anything about these people. You just drive that fucking bus, buddy. This has got to be what it's
1: like to be fucking like Jimmy Fallon with a limo driver who's like, "Hey, listen, man, I wrote a screenplay.
0: Could right. <laughs> you check it out?" Right. This poor freshman girl who's like, "Oh my gosh, I got to read another book another from this <laughs> guy." Granted, this one's better than his first one, but it's still not good.
1: Yeah, way more rape in the first one. Right. Let's move on to New York City, shall we? Yes. An on-duty, uniformed New York City parks worker, Jeremy Soto, got himself into a little trouble. A witness and mom of two said that the sort of events unfolded on a peaceful Saturday morning as about 15 people were enjoying an outdoor Zumba class, if that's possible. <laughs>
0: Uh, (laughs) some people do enjoy not you but other people they're at
1: the parks and lotus playground as the instructors led the class from a park building patio Soto walked out of the building in a jacket which said staff and started moving to the beat. seems official he was sort of dancing gesturing to the music the witness said everyone sort of laughed the teachers were good natured about it they ushered Soto away gently they were like please leave but then he came back The woman says, I noticed he was focusing on one of the teachers who was a female, and he was staring at her in a way that made me uncomfortable, she said. He was sort of walking around her in a menacing way. Soto was shooed away again, but didn't go far. He wandered over to a nearby set of swings for babies and toddlers. That's where he took his penis out of his pants, the witness claimed. I saw him take it out and start swinging it around and gesturing lewdly. Crude gestures, sexual gestures towards
0: a mother and her toddler on the swings. I thought that was kind of interesting. So how would you pull your dick out and not have sexual gestures? Is there anyone who's jerking off in front of people sheepishly? I mean, you could be peeing yeah
1: i he was oh we yeah got, we'll that. get there he was calling out to the mom to try to get her attention the witness said it was awful i was shocked she said an older woman next to me was very upset the zumba class participants reached for their phones to call the police as soto went to they call exit, police
0: yeah right to video it they yes, reached sure for their phones to video <laughs> no 100
1: all calling you police. need one person went all right you film it i'll call the cops just send me the video later right, yes i got sure. to show my fucking husband <laughs> it was awful she was shocked so the phone video shows him standing on Broadway. Here's a picture of it for
0: those of you who are watching yeah, live. I watched this video. Here's the picture of him just standing in the street, pissing. Yeah, yeah, wearing his uh, official park. New York City parks. Yeah. His phone
1: video shows him standing on Broadway, pissing on the street, before walking stiff legged to the striped medium, laying down, and with his left hand playing with his exposed penis.
0: Yeah, he's laying in the middle of the road. Cars are driving by and he's just jerking. They're not slowing down either. It's yeah. New York City. Jagging it, jagging it, jacket it, jagging jack. it, spike it, jagging it, it, smack. Yeah, that's not even the craziest thing those people saw that day.
1: Right. Well, witnesses said his fellow park workers arrived and tried to coax him to get up shortly before the police showed up. When the police showed up, Soto told the cops, well, you know, I'm high on PCP. Oh, wow. Well, okay. After he was arrested, he was busted two days later for allegedly hugging a woman from behind on a Brock subway platform, grabbing her breasts and kissing her neck record show. Oh, so this guy's a problem. Yeah, he's a bit of a problem. Okay. And he's got quite the rap sheet. How he got this job working in the public parks department is a wonder.
0: Well, hold on a second. If they didn't hire anyone who's gotten high and played with their dick in public before, we wouldn't have any employees in the parks. Well, this podcast wouldn't exist. Finding people willing to work right now is difficult, Betty. in their defense. A lot of people don't feel like working anymore. That's
1: true. Carl? Yes, sir? Do you remember how we talked a couple weeks ago about how it really sucks being a server in a restaurant? Yes. This is one of those jobs where I always have sympathy for those people. God bless you. You bring people food. You got no bigger fan than me.
0: Okay. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Vinny Wants a national holiday. I for, would for restaurants. Yeah, servers. but
1: restaurants aren't closed.
0: Oh, that close would be our, a problem, that right? Because be they brought the day off. Right, right.
1: Then who's gonna get the food? Well, this is a fucking nightmare of a story. Four women were sentenced Tuesday after they pled guilty to beating up an Applebee's waitress who served them, stabbing her with the steak knife, and then stealing her tip money. Oof. This happened on july tenth at an Applebee's restaurant. It started when the four women were having dinner, and one of the diners was sitting with her leg out in the aisle. She was manspreading. Yeah. The waitress had brushed up against her leg as she walked by. Apparently, this woman got upset and had an initial conversation with her and said, don't touch me. The waitress apologized to the woman and claimed it was an accident. Right. Right. After the woman complained about not receiving her food, the waitress went to the kitchen to retrieve it. According to a police report, she came back a second time to serve them the food or the drinks and accidentally brushed up the woman against the woman again. Uh Uh-oh. So... That infuriated the suspect. The server tried to walk away, but the situation turned violent. All four of them got up at the table and began to assault the
0: waitress. For brushing up against the leg. Now, I get if you someone steps on your new Air Jordans, I get killing that person. Yes. That I understand. Yes. But brushing up against your leg. Cooler jets, and also I've One been. One of my angry. Ric Flair Dame Sevens? I'd be pissed. I've I've been angry in Applebee's. I'm only angry in Applebee's. It's not a good place. It's the food's not good. It's it, place sucks. Carl, I how understand many
1: being angry. Years has it been since you've been in an Applebee's?
0: Many years.
1: Too <laughs> Same.
0: Fuck that <laughs> place.
1: Holy shit! And if you work there, I really do feel bad for you because it's not a good place.
0: I've never been in a good mood inside an Applebee's. The food is garbage. The so food is I garbage.
1: They serve watered down fucking beers and drink. Fuck them.
0: See, Vinny gets upset about bad food. When you said watered-down beers, I was like, wait, let's go burn this place down.
1: America's neighborhood (laughs) bar, my ass. Fuck that. The woman beat and punched the server, and one stabbed her in the forearm with the knife. Jesus. Fellow diners stepped in to break up the fight, and the woman ran out of the restaurant with (laughs) the stolen tips. Why do they even have steak knives at Applebee's?
0: (laughs) They don't serve anything that's actually steak there.
1: So you want to laugh? Yeah. Okay. Here we'll play a little game. Okay. Okay. They left their their bill unpaid. Would you like to know how much their bill was for four people (laughs) in an Applebee's? Four people
0: in an Applebee's. I'm gonna guess it was thirty eight dollars and seventeen.
1: Nah, sixty two bucks. (laughs) Sixty two bucks. Fucking ridiculous. All four were charged with criminal trespass and battery. The police said Katira Boyd and Lakeisha Boyd faced additional counts of aggravated assault, but were handed lesser sentences under Georgia's first offender act. And, uh, addition to jail time and probation, they were ordered to stay away from Applebee's and the victim, Good, take an yeah. anger management class, do 100 hours of community service, and pay restitution for the victim's medical expenses and damage to the restaurant.
0: I'd love to be a fly on the wall at that anger management class. Uh, now, LaQuisha, do you think maybe you, uh, overreacted at the Applebee's? Don't tell me how to live my life, I'll fucking kill you! Did you, you gonna bump into me too? <laughs> These people are out of control yeah so i made up a name just now i don't think that was correct it was uh
1: it was lakisha oh i was name. close okay. LaKeisha boyd and Katera boyd okay uh either way that's fucking nuts <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy what a fucking world we live in <laughs> yeah all right here we go this is a fun story i know all of you uh people of carl's ilk will enjoy this yeah democratic mega donor ed buck Good old Ed Buck. You know about Ed Buck? Oh, yeah. Oh, what do yeah. you know about Ed Buck? Well, I knew this whole story. This, this came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, he's going to trial. Yeah. He's going to trial, is about to stand trial in the drugging deaths of two men. He lured a stream of young participants to his West Hollywood apartment where they were injected with methamphetamine and played sexual fetish games. Oh, boy. Federal prosecutor said one victim went to Buck's apartment to model underwear and ingested a drink that made him feel paralyzed. And when he started to come to, he saw Buck injecting him with something.
0: Yeah, so he would.
1: Paralyze people just so we can put more drugs into them. That's yeah. how fucked up and depraved this guy is. Correct. According to U.S. Attorney's Office pretrial memo filed on Friday, the victim met Buck through an online advertisement to quote host a party, which was understood to mean drug use
0: and sex. Wait a second. You're telling me host a party means drugs and sex? Vinny, I got to. Can we wrap this up? I got to get on Craigslist. Yeah, I'm never going to one of your ASAP.
1: parties. Buck 66 has been charged with six counts of methamphetamine distribution, including two cases of death, two counts of interstate prostitution, one count of operating a drug den. Jesus.
0: Wait a second. Operating a drug den is a legal term? Apparently in California. (laughs) uh, Two counts of crack housing and another count of thuggery.
1: The trial actually starts tomorrow, July 13th, and is expected to last eight days. The charge of distribution of methamphetamine resulting in death carries a 20-year mandatory minimum. So... Before Buck's arrest, he was hanging out with uh, people like Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. Oh, he was with one of the biggest donors. He gave $500,000 to Hillary and Barack. Yep. He gave a ton of money to Gavin Newsom, Jerry McInerney, and uh, Adam Schiff. But uh, apparently in private, he was a bit of a fucking lunatic. Buck solicited mostly black men through a gay male dating site and even paid the airfare for two out-of-state participants. Once they stepped into his apartment a, quote, party and play scenario in which the men were expected to consume large amounts of drugs and perform sex acts, the memo said. Besides meth, the victims were also given the sedative clonazepam and the date rape knockout drug GHB. In that's many cases. That's a party right there. That's not a party. It's oh, fucking everybody's asleep.
0: How is that a party? <laughs> we get the meth going after that.
1: In many cases, Buck would inject his victims. Quote Defendant exerted power and control over his victims, typically targeting vulnerable individuals who were destitute, homeless, and or struggled with drug addiction, and exploited the relative wealth and power imbalance by offering them money to use the drugs and let Buck inject them, the memo said. Victims were offered money to do this, and those who refused to use the required amount of drugs were threatened with no pay
0: yeah yeah bill clinton i'm not gonna give you any more money unless you take these drugs if you don't take this meth you're not getting paid mr
1: jemble moore died in 2017 after flying to visit buck from texas their relationship went back to 2016 when moore called his mother crying and screaming and said that a rich powerful man named ed buck held him against his will and shot him up with drugs and that his arms were red and swollen the memo said yeah what a great relationship it's nice to know that he went back drugs are fucked up man
0: that's true but i gotta say though if you are going to drug and rape people it's always good to make sure that they cross state lines always a good idea you fucking numb nuts you can't find enough drug addicts in california to fuck you're you're flying in people from texas uh,
1: timothy dean was the second uh person they found dead he was found in his apartment on january 7 2019 he was already dead when paramedics arrived, reported seeing him wearing two pairs of white underwear and a ring secured at the base of his genitals.
0: Yeah. Yahoo News. That's called a cock ring. Look yes. it up. A, a ring secured at the base of his genitals. Buck is represented by Christopher Darden. All right. Christopher Darden's still getting the high profile cases. Yeah,
1: he does a real great work. He does. He's yeah. Like a good track record. Yeah, he certainly does. Darden could not be reached for any comment on that. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our scum parade for this week.
0: That was a fun scum parade this week. That was a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah. I mean, after your story, which was a problem, I doubt anyone's even listening to this, but I enjoyed it.
1: Uh, I hope you guys are going to vote for me this week. I really don't encourage that. I don't want more of these. Really need you. I don't need more of these types of stories. People's champ need you, baby. So I guess that's the end of our show. We're going to be back with a bonus episode. If you haven't signed up for the Patreon yet, please do. We really appreciate it. We will be back next monday for those of you who are not patrons
0: also we'll be live in lombard illinois go to watplive.com Vinny and i will be there we might even do a little creep offing yeah we talked about maybe uh having some merch there too M- maybe little having little merch. some merch yep. a little merch vinnie's trying to squeeze every penny he could get out of this so we'll buy some merch and a little creep off action so check that Dude, out for tickets you know how happy
1: your boy Vinny is to be going to this right
0: I know because you got AEW all week in Chicago. I do. Like the following week is the best week to be a wrestling fan. That's amazing. Fan. It's That's fucking amazing. three shows. Wednesday. And I know that you're not a comedy fan, but Tim Dillon will also be in Chicago.
1: Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a comedy fan at all. I know you're going to are we gonna go see Tim Dillon. It's totally sold
0: out, but I'm working on it. Okay. He has like seven shows that are all sold out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. <laughs>